Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Woven, Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, uh, welcome to our first podcast. We are so excited to be here and we're so grateful that you even have tuned in and downloaded this on your phone and are listening to it, truly. Um, this is a, a labor of love for Rebecca and I that has also come up in a really um, interesting way. Um, and actually, I think we'll start by talking about how we met and then we'll get into intros. Sounds good. Um, so Rebecca and I have only known each other for two months, maybe. Um, we have what I like to call an arranged marriage of working relationship. <laughs> um, it was totally a God thing that we met and came together to do this podcast. So I wanted to just kind of tell you about it a little bit or, well, okay. So we do a mentor group through our church. Yep. Um, I had been leading a mom's group for a year and kind of felt a call to move away from that to like a more intimate thing and didn't really know what that looked like. And then the mentor group, um, opportunity came up. So I co-lead a mentor group with our friend Meredith. Um, and Rebecca initially was not in the group. Um, and then about two days before our planned retreat, what happened? Meredith was like, you need oh, to do this. So, so my background is, um, I've been kind of going through a mini midlife crisis. That's what happens when you approach 40. Um, you start having a midlife crisis about what you're going to do with your life. And um, I have one of those every year. So just saying, <laughs> I don't know if that's about 40 or what. Well, my, <laughs> my was more than the yearly one. This was a overall. A real one. Like um, an actual What crisis. am I doing with my life? Yes. Um, uh, have I totally wasted it kind of midlife crisis. And in the middle of that, our friend, our mutual friend, Meredith, was like, I think that maybe you should join this group that we're doing it's a year-long commitment spiritual formation maybe god will speak to you through this and show it as what show you what it is you're supposed to be doing with your life or something to that effect that's not a direct quote from her but i was like oh that's cool when are you guys starting she's like in two days we're going on a retreat um and she's like and you need to fill out this multiple page application oh the application yes. oh my goodness. so i was but I, it was one of those moments that i was like this is what i'm supposed to do I, I'm going to cancel everything else this weekend. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm supposed to do. And luckily enough, my mother-in-law just happened to be in town. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like I had to. I didn't know that part. Yeah. So my mother-in-law just happened to be in town. And so I didn't have to, you know, say, oh, husband, hey, the way, by the way, I'm leaving right. for the weekend in two days. And you don't know about it. And you're with the kids by yourself. So that was super helpful. So, yeah, so that's that's kind of how it happened. Yeah, and then we met on this retreat, and um, so we chit-chatted, like, didn't really think too much of it, I don't think, just like, okay, we're going to be doing this thing together, and then we're riding home, and I said, hey, can I ride in the front seat, because I get motion sickness, and Rebecca said, uh, me too, <laughs> and we were like, well, crap, what do we do, because <laughs> we both get motion sickness, so we literally, like, switched seats on these windy mountain roads, trying not to throw up for the whole ride home, and and it was in that moment, just kidding, this isn't true, but now looking back, <laughs> I feel like the Lord was like, you guys are going to take a journey together. Uh, what, you know? What, what, what she's intrig- leaving out of the story is that I actually did throw up. In you did throw up. Yeah, it's okay. Um, and so that's, that's intimacy. <laughs> I mean, intimacy, <laughs> when someone throws up in front of you, I feel like Amazing. that is love glue right there. Um So anyway, we met then, and then a couple of days later, I got this email from Rebecca, and my background is kind of... Like I said, I have constant uh, yearly crises, I guess, um, where I'm just like, am I doing the right thing? And I don't know. And 
Um, so she emailed me and said, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? I know this is crazy. And I had been podcast a podcast listener for a long time and for a couple of years, like, and not to sound too hipster, but I actually listened to them before they were cool. Like that's the truth. Um, <laughs> because I just love it. And it's a thing I can do at home when, you know, my kids are there and I can't, you know, anyway, it's great. So I've been listening for a long time and it was one of those things where you think like, I want to do this, but it didn't even cross my mind that I could. Like it was so out of my realm of comfort that I just thought, who me, you know, like that, who me. And so she said that and I was like, heck yes, I do. Um, and so as we got to talking about it, we realized that where Rebecca is strong, I'm weak and vice versa. Like we really do come together and fill one another out in a really good way. And that's kind of the crux of our podcast, I think, is um, just being in community. But before we get into all that, um, I would like to introduce myself and then Rebecca's going to introduce herself too. Um, I'm Rebecca Cochran. I am turning 34 uh, the week after this podcast hopefully airs, which is kind of cool. Um, so it's my birthday gift. And let's see, I grew up in Lilburn, Georgia, which is a few minutes uh, northeast of Atlanta. Um, and yeah, I have a background in public relations, um, became a Christian at age 22, and now, and then after I had my PR career situation, I graduated in 2008, which is when the economy just tanked, and I had a lifelong dream of being a chef, and it had just kind of been another one of those who-me moments, but I decided to go um, and went to culinary school and had a brief but really awesome kind of kind of high profile culinary career for a little while there. Um, and then in that, in the midst of that, I got married and, uh, found out I was pregnant with twins, which was, you know, it wasn't a surprise. We were trying to get pregnant, but the twin part was a surprise. And, um, I had to kind of quickly let go of my career for a little bit, you know, become a stay at home mom for financial reasons. And then, um, it kind of put me on a path of where my yearly crises became like monthly crises, because when you're a stay at home mom to like, you know, twins or kids. And I think being a stay at home mom is difficult in our society anyways. Um, there's not recognition. I mean, there's, you know, we could get into all that stuff, but, um, it was just hard. It went, cause I went from being like notable to like anonymous. And, um, so it, but God really used it in my life. He really used that time period to make me, you know, to kind of shake off some stuff I was carrying that I didn't need to, and to be able to enter into a venture like this, a podcast mm-hmm. with, more more of a pure heart I wouldn't say I have an entirely pure heart but like you know enter into it from a place of really just like being glad to be here and enjoying it versus trying to prove myself or trying to like you know make it something to validate my worth which is what it would have been like probably five years ago you know so um yeah that's kind of my background did I leave anything out what's your Enneagram number I'm a four if you couldn't (laughs) tell Um, yeah, I'm a four, which is like the, I want to be unique and special. So I guess I am a hipster to reference my earlier comment. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, I'm a four. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess I'll introduce myself now. Um, I, my background, you're Rebecca Pete. I am Rebecca Pete, just in case it gets going to get very confusing because we're both named Rebecca. Yeah. So we're going to have to come up with nicknames or something. I don't know. Anyways, I am originally from Texas, the great state of Texas. (laughs) But we've been in Atlanta since 2003, so I feel like we've been around for a while. I'm older than Rebecca Cochran, but that's okay. We won't have to talk about how old I am. Oh, whatever. How old are you? I'll be 39 this year. It's fine. Um, It is fine. It's fine. 
Um, anyway, so my background, um, I became a Christian when I was 18 and went off to college and had always planned on being in the medical world in some way. You know, I went between being a doctor and a physical therapist and community health and all of those things. And so graduated with um, that kind of degree from Texas A&M University. And then in the middle of that, God called me, um, I guess, plucked me out of that world and told me that I was supposed to go into full-time ministry. And so from there, I went um, to seminary. So my background um, for the past 20 years, oh my goodness, 15 to 20 years is theology. And I've been um, full-time church ministry until about uh, six, five, six years ago mm-hmm. when I started staying home with um, both my children and um, have had um, ups and downs of crises mm-hmm. about what it is that God wants from me next. I Just because I'm staying home and not um, in full-time church ministry anymore, um, I don't think that means that the calling is left. Right. So it's just morphed into something else. And I've always had um, a desire to write and to teach. And so that's kind of where the podcasting comes from yeah. because I like to talk, which will become super obvious. Um, I'm an Enneagram <laughs> 3, so I think I have a lot to say that people want to hear. So yeah. <laughs> so hence the podcasting. Um, but I, I do think that God is, has used um, that gift um, to um, help me to teach women and, and apply biblical truths to everyday life. And that's my heartbeat um, behind all of my writing and teaching. And so podcasts just seem like um, a great way to continue um, in that vein. And so it's just funny you're talking about um, us doing the podcast. And since like October, I guess, I was like, I know that this is what I'm going to do, but mm-hmm. I don't want to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. So God, you're, you're going to have to show me who else it is you want me to do this with. And, you know, just kind of chugged along. And then, um, when we, you know, a couple months ago we met. Like right after that, I was like, you know what? Rebecca would be a really good podcaster. And that's when I said ah! the email. And I was like, she's going to think I'm absolutely nutballs. That we hardly know each other. And I want her to do a podcast with me. So it's just awesome how God orchestrated all of that. Yeah. And how God in us said yes. Yes. Because it does sound crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, and a lot of times it's like we work so hard for these revelations from him and then we get them and we're like, this is crazy. I mean, I think that's always my gut reaction is like, this is crazy. And that's usually when I know it's like probably God, if it just seems so ridiculous. Like, why would yes. I do a podcast with like a, a stranger? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like, you know, great. But um, yeah, and I think it's cool. I love your gifting of being able to kind of bring the Bible down to normal life, like mm-hmm. not this heady thing that we kind of make it sometimes. And I think it's really good to know that we are figuring this out as we go along. Yeah. Um, we are not like <laughs> teachers in a sense that we know these things. Yes. We are struggling to live them out. And yeah. I think um, part of this podcast, at least for me, is me having accountability to live on purpose. Like yeah. I want to be accountable. I don't want it to be a thing where I can kind of, if I feel like it, I do it, which is a total four thing on the Enneagram. But like, <laughs> if I feel like it, I'm going to do it. If I don't feel like it, well, no one can see me anyway. It's fine. Like we live yes. in just such an anonymous culture where we can put this image of ourselves out there and look like we're a certain way, but really God cares about our heart. Right. So that's how we should be living, but it's really easy to not do that. And I think, um, I think partly for me, podcasting is a way for me to 
just open up my life and to not be ashamed of my struggles, my triumphs, like none of it, just to be really honest. And hopefully, I think our, our main goal is to make us integrated women who are the same person wherever we are. Yeah. And we realize that we cannot do that by ourselves. And I think the cool thing too, um, are kind of, so let's be a little bit more specific. We have three goals for yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Integration, balance, and collaboration. Integration is who am I all the time? Am I an integrated person? Am I integrated in God? Is he integrated in me? Am I all together? Yeah. Am I healthy? Am I flourishing? Um, and please interrupt me if you have something okay, to say. You're doing great. Okay, so I don't thanks. need to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then balance is what does this look like in the different areas of my life? Like how is that integration playing out? in my day-to-day nitty-gritty, very physical life of carpool and, you know, Instagram and all these things, going to the grocery store, like those things all matter. They're all things. And then um, the last one is collaboration. I think this is the big one for us because a lot of times in our world now, I feel like, especially as women, and this might just be my perception, but this is what I feel like, we're kind of having to prove ourselves. We're kind of having to prove that we're valid. So we have to be everything. We have to be thin and beautiful and we have to be really good speakers and we have to be good at social media and we have to be great writers and like all of these things all at once. And it's like, it's mind numbing because guess what? No one is. And these people you see and you think like, well, she's got it all together. Like these like, you know, pseudo famous Christian celebrities or whatever. I mean, they have teams of people and we don't talk about that. Mm. And so Rebecca and I were like, why don't we show that being on a team is really the best way and it's yeah. really God's way. That's that's the body of Christ. It's yeah. not you're not supposed to be a lone wolf figuring it out. Yeah. It's interesting. I was um it's funny that you say that like that. I was um having a conversation with my eight year old daughter last night. I have an eight year old daughter and a five year old almost five year old son. He'll be five in two weeks. And um she we were just I don't know, we were just talking about friends of hers and you know, awards. And I don't know, we just got in a conversation about that last night. And she was referencing some friends of hers that she feels like um, are good at everything. Mm. And, um, and why does it, why is, are some people good at everything? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, nobody's good at everything. She's like, well, some people come really close, mm, mm-hmm. and which I thought was really perceptive for an eight-year-old. And I and I was like, yeah, there, you know, there are are people that, um, they're the giftings that God has given them are more, um, on the outside, obvious, yeah. more obvious, and they have lots of more obvious gifts. And then mm-hmm. some people have gifts um, that aren't as obvious. So some people look like they're more put together or. Um, get everything right and know how to do everything. But obviously I know as an adult that that's not the case. Right. Um, and it's just interesting that that conversation starts at such a young age. Yes. And she wasn't coming from a place of, oh, woe is me, pity party. I'm not good at anything. It was just a perception of mm-hmm. some people seem to do everything right and then other people don't. Yeah. And um, it's just funny that that starts at such a young age and we're still struggling with that as adults to realize that, we, we may be one of those people that is, looks like we are good at everything, but we actually need other people. Yeah. So as a three, I don't always feel like I need other people. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've grown older, I've obviously 
told myself that that's not the case. <laughs> but my my default sometimes is that I don't need anybody, that I can do it all by myself. I'm independent. I so can is it hard it for out. you to do this podcast with me? Be honest. No, no, not at all. No. Because God's done a work in me. And I've yes, been, yes, I've matured. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I've realized through through multiple failures in my life <laughs> that, that I can't do it all by myself. Yeah. I am not good. Um, I, I need help. Like, and I'm not saying that I'm so confident that I think I'm great at everything because I know that that's not the case. But I, yeah, I, I think that saying. I, if I do, if I use enough willpower and enough yeah. intelligence, I can figure everything out on my own and I don't need anybody. And that's not the case. And then there's other people who think that they don't have, can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. And then, so then they just give up instead of being like, no, God is giving me these gifts and he's given these people in my life mm-hmm. to, to, to where we can um, be a body together. Yes. And so I, that's, um, it's just, I, I love that that's one of the heartbeats behind the podcast. Yeah. And I think it's important too to remember like saying like, I can't do it all is actually a statement of strength. Cause I think we're like, we just value these people who are like, you know, everything all the time and do it all well with a smile. And I, I think like when we hear that, it sounds like a defeat. Like, oh, I can't, I can't do it all. Like, I just can't do it all. And it's not defeat. It's actually like really strong because that is hard to do yeah. in a world that tells you like, you've got to be everything all the time. Like to be able to say with confidence, like, you know what? I, I, I'm not gonna be able to do that. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. And that is, I mean, we are needy. Like we are needy people and mm-hmm. we need lots of help. Yes. Well, and, and from a Christian standpoint, right, that's like how that's, we know we need Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, if we if we live so independently that we think we can um, figure it out all on our own, then mm-hmm. why do we need Jesus? Right. And so that, you know, to bring it, you know, full circle to the spiritual, that's, um, you know, part of maturing is realizing not just that we need other people, but that we need Jesus too. Yeah. And so how do you get to that point? You do it with other people, yeah. which is the, uh, like the community slash collaboration, collaboration yeah. part of our whole podcast is like, yeah, it's like these things sound so heady. You're like, yeah, I need those three things and my life will be great. And like, you can look at these examples of leaders and be like, yeah, that's truth. Like, that's true that if I live a life that is integrated, balanced and in collaboration, I'm going to be doing great and I'll be yeah. happy and like yeah. all these things. But then it's kind of like, okay, but what do I do right now at 10 in the morning at Publix? How is this affecting that? Like, how does this actually relate to my life? How do we take these heady things? And I think that's really what our podcast is, is like going alongside and saying like, this is working for me. This is not working for me. This is where I'm struggling and doing it together because this is, it's hard work. And you're kind of going against the stream here of the world. For sure. And uh, I also think that another part of my vision for the um, podcast too is that Part of it being integrated as a person and being integrated as a Christian and as a woman and all of those things and being in community is also the integration of just all of the beautiful parts of life mm. um, and how they can be spiritual. Because I think sometimes we like to separate the spiritual from the secular. Um, and I just I have a desire to um, see the the beauty of you know art and culture and nature and all of those things and and just show how how God can be in all of those things and they don't have to be separated mm-hmm. like so often um, unfortunately I feel like um, Christian culture does and so I also love to talk about the intersection of faith and culture and faith and politics and doesn't mean we're going to have a political podcast because I don't really 
And my husband's a poli sci major, and I just can't listen to it anymore. I love you, Chris, but I can't. Like, so I, we're definitely not going to go, um, you know, start telling you how to vote and that kind of stuff. But I, I, I think that that's part of integration. Yes. Part of integration is seeing all of these, um, all the, all of creation, all of mm-hmm. the, that God has made here on earth as um, one day it's all going to be redeemed. Yeah. And, and he um, uses it all. And he uses it all. And yeah. how, do, how do we how do we pick um, pluck the good out of that um, just to make us more whole human beings? Yeah. And speaking of being human beings, that is the <laughs> theme of our first series. So we're yes. going to kind of work in series. Yeah. Um, so, and we're going to have a little freedom to do however many episodes on one topic that yep. we feel like is good. So... We're starting with the whole thought of integration of our mind, body, and spirit. Um, And in that, we're going to be focusing at first on the body and sort of the theological questions of what is our body? Why do we have a body? What does it mean that we're made in the image of God? Mm -hmm. And how does my body affect my mental, emotional health? You know, those sorts of things. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, Rebecca brought this topic and I thought it was great since our the focus of our podcast is integration, harmony, connection. Well, what does it mean to be human? Mm-hmm. What it means to be human. I mean, what's the difference between and you'll hear a lot in our podcast, my dog walking around. So she's kind of our mascot Maggie. So if you hear whining and barking and shuffling in the background, that's her. And so but what makes us different than her? I mean Right. I love her. Yes. She's my pet. She's a member of the family. But I am, we are different than her. Mm-hmm. And what makes us human is that we have a soul, right? And mm-hmm. so our soul, the purpose of our soul is to integrate all of those parts that make us human. Um, and so integration, balance, connection, that's what the soul wants to do. The soul doesn't want to separate itself from who we are as a human. Yes. It wants to be integrated to our mind, our body, our will, our emotions, our desires, all of those things, the heart, however you want it, the spirit, however you want to classify those things. And so we kind of, in this series, want to pick apart each one of those pieces and how, how do we live um, in a way where we integrate our body with those pieces or our spirit with those pieces or our mind with those pieces. They're not, they're not separate. They're, they're whole. And, and that we, makes um, us human. Yeah, and I think it's important. Like, we're probably, the body is a big focus, I think, because on a lot of um, Christianity, it can be sort of seen in ways that aren't true. Like, we yeah. can see our bodies as, like, bad or just these things we have to deal with. Um, yeah. But Jesus had a body. He was in a body. Yeah. That was on purpose. Yeah. And so we want to we really kind of hopefully in some small way redeem just this idea of our bodies. Why, what is our body for and fight back against the cultural perception of that too. I mean, I think particularly as women, there's a lot of things that we think we're supposed to be Yes, and we kind of miss the whole point of like how amazing our body is. And we see it as this like ornamental thing that exists for people to judge or enjoy or say is bad or good or whatever. And it's like, that's not what we are. You know, we're not objectified and yeah, I think yeah. that's a big thing. Well, and I, I think that just like in 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 all aspect aspects of Christianity, I feel like there it's it's a balance, right? Because we can go to one end of the spectrum or another. Mm-hmm. We could we can um, take our body away from who we are as a person, and we can either say it's it's this trophy. Right. Like yeah. It, I like that word ornamental. Like it's this thing. It's separate from the rest of us, but it needs to look all, all pretty and perfect. And then there's the other side of it that says, 
that the body is bad and do mm-hmm. away with it. Mm-hmm. But it's still separating it from who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And, and the soul desires the, the, the part of us that is spiritual mm-hmm. desires to see all of those things to be integrated. And I mean, even scripture tells us that, I mean, Paul tells us in first Corinthians that our body is a temple of the Holy spirit. Why, why did God choose our body? You brought yeah. up a good point. Jesus came as a human in the flesh. Mm-hmm. He could have come as a spirit or some kind of aura or something, right, but right. instead he came in a body. God doesn't have a body like man, but Jesus has a body like man. And when he left and now he's sitting in the right hand of the father, he still has a body. Right. Like he's not a like aura spiritual person or an yeah. angel with wings or any of those kind of right. things. He is a person in the flesh. Right. And our and our body has a purpose. Like, you know, Paul says that it's a temple of the Holy Spirit. Our, our mind isn't the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right, right. Our spirit isn't the temple of the Holy Spirit. All of those things are important, and God uses all of those things, and they, they're what makes us a whole human being. But he gave us our body to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I, I think it's profound um, that we don't separate those things. Mm. And the, the Jews in Paul's time would have understood that. Right. They would understand what the temple meant. You know, that that was where the presence of God dwelled. So now Paul is saying in the New Covenant that the place where God dwells is in us, in our bodies. Not in our head, mm-hmm. not in our heart, even though those things are all connected. But he, he's housed in our body. Right. And and one day we will get a new body. So there is that there is this aspect in Christianity, I think, sometimes, well, I'm going to get a new one so I can just, like, treat this one like crap. Right. And, but the thing is, is, like, everything in life, everything around us, is going to be renewed and redeemed. Our jobs, mm-hmm. our work, and I'm not talking about your specific job at your accounting office, but your, <laughs> <laughs> but our work and what it means to be human is going to be redeemed. Yeah. And what we're doing here on this earth right now is practicing for that. Yeah. And so how we treat our body is, and how we and we how we view our body is practice for when we get a new one. And, and you so, can't hate your body without kind of hating yourself. Yes. Like, you can't be in that place of, like, just disregard and rolling your eyes and being mad at how your body is without yes. also feeling that in your soul. Yeah. Like, those things are so connected. And I think, like, I mean, I, God, I struggle with body image. Like, if I had one core, like, thing I struggle with, it's probably that. Um, and it's just been interesting. Like, I've been on kind of a journey, and we'll talk about this in later episodes, but a journey of just like stopping dieting and kind of accepting like I've been this size since I was 16 and I'm probably going to be this size, you know, and like and yeah. just kind of stepping out of the like hamster wheel of crazy, like trying to be something I'm not. And I, I didn't really, you know, I always thought, I guess that like I was like, I could look my body at my body as separate from me, but I didn't realize the damage I was doing to my soul in doing that yep. and in criticizing. And I think like that's kind of where the integration piece comes in because yes. you can't, be mad or like if you struggle with like I don't know mental illness or something like that I mean you can't that's not separate from your body either mm-hmm. like you feel it in your body you're depressed you feel tired you're anxious your heart rate elevates like these things are all connected and I guess I don't know I guess the point I'm trying to make is that in that connection it's all the temple yeah all of it all of it and you can't pull one part out and I think in our culture we think like you treat like the symptom of one thing. And so it's like, Oh, you have a bad body image. Well, here's some positive thinking. Here's some self-esteem. That's not really the, 
the answer. And if you have like anxiety, the answer is not always just a pill. You also need to yeah. do these other things. So anyway, all that to say. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think the society does it, society culture does it wrong, and I think the church does it wrong too. Yeah, absolutely. For so long, I mean, I think that the the Hebrew and early Christian view of the body obviously was 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 a godly view, but quickly, you know, it became this thing. Um, you know, the Gnostic view or even the enlightened view that we see, you know, when the modern times come around um, in, the, in the enlightenment, it was this thing that the, the body is, is bad. We elevate the mind. We mm-hmm. elevate reason. Mm-hmm. Body's bad. Feelings are bad. Emotions are bad. Mm-hmm. We need to put those over here in this box and we need to elevate the mind and reason. And, and I can see how that's appealing. Right. You know, that, that's yeah. super appealing to because our, our feelings are tricky. Well, that's body a very is neat tricky. and tidy way to it look at it. It is a very nice, neat and tidy um, way to look at it. And so that has affected, I think, um, American culture mm-hmm. and the Western world for so long. You don't see this in the Eastern world right. or in the African world. You don't see um, – but in the Western world, we see this, this dualism yeah. of um, how we separate um, our, our body and our feelings and our emotions and everything from our mind. And then you have, and, and, and a lot of people um, in Christianity like to put down postmodernism. You know, it's bad because they don't believe in absolute truth. Tell me what you mean about postmodernism. Okay, so postmodernism is currently in the age in which we live. So, and it's this whole idea that there's no real right and wrong. There's no I black okay. and white. There's, um, it's all about finding yourself and your truth, your truth. Right. It's all, it's all about self-esteem. Yes. It's all yes. about self-care, not mm-hmm. soul care, but self-care. Ooh, yeah. It's all about self and uh, you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, well, and that's a very like lone wolf view because yes. it's assuming to assume that is to assume no one's going to help you. It's to yes. assume I'm on an island, so I better do it myself. Yes. yes. And so, the, but the good thing that's come out of postmodernism mm-hmm. is, is more of a, a thought and care of spirit and soul. And, and while lots of times it comes out as new agey and, and obviously yeah. there needs to be a Christian component if we're going to talk as Christians about this. Um, so I can see where the criticism comes in, but but then again, we're swinging the other direction. So, right. you know, modernism, enlightenment, Gnosticism or whatever elevates the mind. And mm-hmm. then then you get where you, you're elevating just the spiritual yes. and, and connecting your spirit to your body, which I, there is there there is a Christian aspect to that. But I think scripturally and and the the traditional Judeo-Christian view is that our body is is all created by God together to work in harmony and balance and integration to be fully alive and fully human to be used by God. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever like tried to live just in your mind, yeah, like good luck. I think I spent like five or six years of my life doing that. Um, like I, I have OCD. I don't know. Here we go. I'm talking about it. Um, <laughs> but, and that is definitely like a mental, mental thing that it can keep you stuck in your mind. And I remember thinking, okay, I have OCD. It came up as a reaction to some things that were happening in my life. It was triggered and I still have it, but I'm much better. I mean, you know, it's under treatment, but all that to say, I remember trying to fight it with my mind. So I remember thinking like, well, my mind's kind of, you know, thinking I need to go check those knobs 50 times or whatever it was my ritual. So I would try to fight it with my mind and you can't fight your mind with your mind. Like you can't. And I remember I would go to therapists and they would like talk to me about being in my body and, you know, breathe. And I was just like, that's ridiculous. That's not yeah. going to do anything. It's, yeah. it's the, pro- but 
I can just say as someone who lived in my mind for like five years, I'm just now in the last like year and a half being like, okay, that actually doesn't work. Yeah. And so I don't know, sometimes you have to like see that it doesn't work and do it yourself to, to realize it and to turn the other direction. But my hope for everybody is that you won't do that, that you will just go ahead and start integrating now because it is the way we're created and it's much easier. Well, I have a, not the same experience, but for me, part of just who I am and how I built and it, and some of it is, you know, past experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, this isn't a counseling session, but, um, just, you know, we all have our issues in our lives and, you know, how we were raised, et cetera, et cetera. But part of who I am as a person, you know, whether it's my threeness or however you want to describe that, is that I box up feelings mm-hmm. and I throw them away. Mm-hmm. Like that's my mm-hmm. natural state of, an, of existence is to be like, I just need to stay in my mind, in my intellect, and that's how I need to run my life and my body mm-hmm. is through my mind. And the feelings just get push, 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 push. But what, I mean, I think most of modern good psychology would tell you <laughs> is that that doesn't work. Yeah. Because your body still holds on to it because it's an integrated being. Right. You can't just push those things aside. So what starts to happen is that those things manifest itself in ways in your body and mm-hmm. stress or in pain or whatever because those things have to be dealt with yeah and living in your mind or living just in your body or just in your emotions I mean just because we we say we want to feel doesn't mean we can't just live in our feelings so I I think that this hashtag four problem (laughs) (laughs) so I mean I mean obviously we don't want to just like walk around being victim drama queens either um but but it's all about integration Mm -hmm. of those things and and how they all each need to be healthy and I think that's kind of the point of our series is taking each part of who we are as humans who we are as women our bodies our minds our emotions our desires Mm -hmm. our spirit and our spirit is what connects us to God or is disconnected to God wherever you are on that on that spectrum but all those things have to be healthy to be whole. Yeah. And that this is this is work all the time. Yeah. Like, this isn't like, okay, I'm going to get to that point and then I'm done. Yeah. Like, this is lifelong, continuous yeah. work. And For sure. And you get good in one area, another one's going to come up. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, it, we're, we're not perfect at this, <laughs> um, either one of us. And there's never a time, you know, until God comes back and, and redeems it all perfectly are we going to have all these things perfectly yeah. integrated? But our role is to work on it. Yeah. And to be receptive. Yes. I think it's a lot easier to just be receptive to God's leading. Cause mm-hmm. if you ask him, he'll show you what's off. And that's a lot easier than trying to like police yourself. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for um, tuning in and we're so excited. Um, just a couple details. We're going to be posting weekly on Tuesdays and if in between those times that we're posting and, and on iTunes, we're also doing um, a lot of posting on Instagram. So if you'd like to follow us and see things from behind the scenes or any other kind of um, information or show notes or research that we've done or whatever else, you can find us at Woven in Him 
on Instagram and we'd love to have you follow us. And if you um, want to message us or comment there, we'd love to hear what it is you might be interested in topic wise or, or all of that kind of stuff. We'd love to hear from you. We're like, like we, we want to practice what we preach, so we don't want to be lone wolves. Yes. So you're um, a part of our community, too, and we would like to hear what you think. Yeah, and I think that's a good point, that we're not doing this for ourselves. Yeah. Like, ultimately, we hope that in whatever we've struggled with or our own examples, that we will hold other people up and they will hold us up. So this is really a bigger bigger community than Rebecca's Kitchen Table, where we are right now, and yeah. Aggie. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, we hope that you'll engage. And if you, you know, if there's something else, we have a Gmail account, fullywoven at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out there as well. So until then, please subscribe on iTunes or however you listen to podcasts. And um, if you leave us a review, we will love you forever. Really forever. Forever. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Bye.